Welcome to Grace Harvest Church's weekly podcast. For more information about Grace Harvest Church or to find out more about something you hear during the podcast, visit us online at graceharvestchurch.org. Now listen in and allow God to speak to you through this week's message. Well, good morning. It's good to see everybody. My name is Raul Figueroa, pastor here at Grace Harvest Church. Just to welcome you. We're glad you're with us this morning. We want to welcome you and just let you know that we are in a part two of a journey that we're going through through the book of Thessalonians. And so if you've got a Bible, if you would open up your Bible to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. If you've got an electronic device, we'll give you a second to get there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. I'm going to walk you through right before we start just a little bit of the narrative so we understand a little bit of where we are and then introduce to you the, uh, the two people I have here with us. For many of you, they are not strangers to you and so uh, we're grateful for that. 1 Thessalonians is a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul, quite possibly the first letter to the New Testament church written. Uh, it was written roughly between 50 and 53 A.D., uh, somewhere in there. Um, so somewhere, somewhere in this journey, um, if you were to look at your Bible in, in, in an order, you would see that, that quite possibly First and Second Thessalonians were the first letter to the New Testament church written. And then if you were just to put it in perspective, uh, just because most of us have a Bible that's arranged in New Testament context, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, the book of Matthew was written roughly 13 to 15 years after the letters to the Thessalonians. And so, so just some perspective there. We're, we're journeying through part two of Faithful to the End. Um, this letter that was written really shows the heart of the Apostle Paul to this church. And, and so we want to pull some, some wisdom out of it, um, the heart of God out of it. Certainly, the Apostle Paul implies that what he's written in this letter um, is inspired by God, but also is the Word of God. That's what he writes in this letter. And so we're going to journey through, and we want to we just um, talk through it. And this morning, give a little narrative. Uh, the reason that I've asked, this is Deline Anderson here to my left. And then um, far left is uh, Pastor Keith Easterly, two people who have been in our church for a very long time, who have, who have um, sowed in relationship and, and in counseling and in, in a really a pastoral heart um, and have shared uh, wisdom and truths. And so I've asked him to join me because we're going we're gonna to see a little bit about 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, really the heart of Paul as he poured out his life to this church. And then I want to contrast it with, with the backside of what it is like as one who is one who pours out and sometimes how that affects and what that means for us. And so if you've got 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 open, I want, to, I want to just read verses 1 through 12. That's what we're going to focus on this morning. Verse 1 through 12, you can follow along whatever version you have. I have the ESV. And so it says, for you yourselves, no brothers... That our coming to you was not in vain, but though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts." 
For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed, God is witness, nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother take care of her own children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. For you remember, brothers, our labor and toil. We work night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct toward you believers. For you know how like a father with his children, we exhorted each other, each one of you, and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Somebody say amen. Amen. I want to walk through um, some, most of these verses before we just kind of open it up and ask some questions here. And so the first one being verse 1, uh, if I could if caption, I'm going to give you about uh, 10 things or so as we look at this. Verse 1, and, th- and I want to talk in the context of faithful to the end. As we as believers, it's God's desire that we would start in a journey, we start as babies, we encounter Jesus, encounter Christ, have a revelation of who he is, but we're not to stay there. That there's this charge that we're to grow and we're to mature, and that, and that as we grow and mature, that we're going to navigate life with other people, and that other walking with other people is going to cause a cross-pollination of encouragement in the faith that you would um, fellowship with people and you would stir one another up to good things. Amen? And so, uh, mature, so verse 1, maturing in the faith is bold and willing to move forward. And I just want to note that the Apostle Paul says that, number one, they had purpose in going to Thessalonica and that they had already endured hardship in another town, but that didn't discourage them, and they continued on in the journey. And then they continued to have boldness to declare the gospel of God in the midst of conflict. Um, Much of this, in fact, Thessalonians is a good study of leadership. If if you ever feel called to walk with people and invest in them, and and you feel like the Lord is causing just even a, a relationships that are building that you have an opportunity to speak into others, the, the letters to the Thessalonians are a good study in leadership. Uh, leadership, servanthood, pouring out your life to people. And, and verse 1 is just about as we mature in the faith and our leaders, that we can be bold and we can be willing to move forward. That, that people who mature in the faith, uh, verse 3, that, that it means that we're going to be truthful and we're going to be straight talkers. And so, so the Apostle Paul wrote, For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive. But that right here the Apostle Paul is saying that, man, I, I shot straight with you. We, 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 we spoke to you the truth. We spoke to you um, right to the issues. We, we didn't give error. There was no error in doctrine. We spoke to you what we felt was, was right from the Lord to you and that we're going to talk straight. We didn't attempt to deceive you or, you know, there was no cunningness about the conversation. So as people who mature in the faith, as we walk with the Lord, that we need to practice and to exercise truth talking. Amen? That, that, we, that we be people who, who right from the get-go be willing to say the right thing at the right time. For the right reasons, that we that that, that that is our motivation, that we as leaders and people who mature in the faith seek to please God 
not men. I'm building you up to something in the questions that we're going to ask. That, that, that maturing in faith, seek to please God, not men. The Apostle Paul tells us that they had been approved by God and entrusted with the, with the gospel. So th- their aim was to please God, not men. And how many of you know that as people, sometimes we can get our motivations askew. Sometimes in the pursuit of title or position or even certain relationships that, you know, maybe our conversations, you know, what's our aim in this conversation? What am I looking to get from people? What's, what's the ultimate end? And, and the Apostle Paul shows us that right here that the journey of life in the gospel that we should be out to please God. Please God. Uh, just like even was said today from Pastor Noah as he was encouraging us in worship that God wants our obedience and as the Holy Spirit speaks to you and as, as the Bible is unfolded to you and as you read his word, that you would be open to saying, all right, Lord, what do you have for us? And how do we apply that and then work it out in our lives? But our aim should be that we be people who please God and we're not out for the affirmation of men. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't work well together with people that, sure, we want to be people who have good relationships with people, but our ultimate end is the Lord, pleasing the Lord. And that we're not out for, uh, we're not out to give words of flattery, that our words are sincere. Um, this could be, you know, one, as we give um, um, encouragement and we build people up, that we really are genuine in what we're saying, you know, oh, in our encouragement, that we're, we're being straight and we mean what we say, and we're not out just, you know, we're not seeking strategic people, and, and you know, we're not looking for, for certain ones, oh, hey, nice to see you, and, and only, in, and that we're being, we're being genuine, that, we're, that our hearts are being, you know, God is the one who's going to test it, but we're being genuine, and we're going we're gonna to give truth, and we're just in love, and we're being sincere. It's good to see you. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much. Let's just dialogue. Thank you for your time. How many, how many of you know that we need to be known as sincere people? People, people who mean what we say. And this is a, a, great, uh, a great example. Pat, the Apostle Paul says um, that, that we work to build, each, build people in the faith, that we encourage people. Now, this is really great because, because out, out of our church and in Moses Lake Grace Harvest Church, Two people sitting to my left, and you could, if Pastor Doug and Peggy were here, you could, they would be up here also, but these are two people that rise to the top when I think of people who have dedicated their lives to caring for people and encouraging people in the faith, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, that, that, that we would lend our lives to build one another up in a gentle and kind way. The verse that's actually used is like a nursing mother taking care of her own. Think about how gentle that is. Um, just perception, like, okay, we're going to care, that we would, that we as leaders, verse 8, that we would, um, and, and as people who mature in the faith, that we would love people and be willing to share our lives with one another. It's really powerful. Do you love people? Do you love people? Or are you, or are you critical? Or are you overly critical about people? Nobody else can do things right. You're willing to just point out their shortcomings. But are you, or do you really love people? Are you willing to walk with them and encourage them and share your life with them and willing to accept even that, okay, they don't have it all together, but neither do I. And so we're going to do this journey together. 
that people who mature in the faith, as the Apostle Paul is like, you begin to understand that, that the Apostle Paul came to these people in Thessalonica not for their own gain, that it wasn't that they would be a burden to them, but as we mature in the faith that we would begin to realize that, you know, it's not always or hardly ever about me. That, that I'm going to serve and that sometimes, most or most oftentimes, I don't get a return on that that's going to burden people. We're not out to do that. That, that a good holistic view about this, serving one another and, and, and talking with people, means that most often you won't get anything back out of that. Um, and for personal gain, so we would see that. That as we mature in the faith, that verse 10, that, that we're to walk as examples to people, that, that our lives are to be examples. Now think about this a minute, not only for leaders, but also for every believer, as they journey in the faith, they begin to have revelations of who God is and how he works, and it's like from one place to another that you begin to understand that people are looking at our lives, that our lives are a testimony of the grace of God and how that works out, and what do they see when they look at us? What do they see when they look at you? What, what glimpses of Christ come through that our lives would bear testimony to that? The Apostle Paul says that they walked holy, upright, and blameless in their conduct. That, that, that as they grow and mature, that as we as leaders and people mature in the faith, would encourage and would correct, uh, push people toward God. And this is, this is really one of those great things in conversation that we would remember that we're supposed to, as we journey on with people in the faith, we're, we're spurring one another on to, to good things. That we're, we're to say, hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, in love, right? Like we're, This is where we're going. This is what it looks like. With, with all that, verses 1 through 12 is the, is the, the ground from foundation in this conversation. Uh, Deline is one here and Pastor Keith, but Deline, they have poured their life out in time here and many others here in the church in spending time and modeling good works and being a life that would be an example, um, not just in conduct. And I'm really esteeming, so I want to encourage you to. Um, yeah, I will. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, and that you've had to... You've had the opportunity, to, both of you, to spend time with a lot of people here in our church and maybe people that have just come in who say, I need help, I just want to talk to somebody. And I guess I just want to start out, um, you know, we came out of chapter one and the Apostle Paul gave us his motivation for why they did um, that. And so what would be, what spurs you on and why do you do what you do in counseling and meeting with people and so we'll start Deline, and then we'll, yes. Yeah. Darn, if I'm first. Okay. <laughs> well, really, I'm no different than I anybody else. Oh, sorry. Okay. Really, I'm no different than any of you. It's, it's all through the years, I guess, I know that God is faithful. And he can do anything. He can change anybody. We just have to let him. And I think that my motivation comes from a mother's heart. Because God has told me so many times that his priority is his people. And so that better be my priority, just to love people. Um, and I want people to learn how to hear God's voice, 
how to hear the Holy Spirit, and to be dependent on him. I don't want people dependent on me. I want them dependent on the Lord, the one who can really heal them, the one who can set them free. And to do that, you've got to pray, you've got to read, and you've got to obey, and you've got to stay in fellowship. If you do all that, God can do, God will just use you like crazy. Keith and I aren't anybody special. We're just, we've just been around a long time, and we just love the Lord. And all of you are called to do the same thing, to love people, to listen to them, to pray for them. And um, if Jesus is their Savior, we want them to know that they're forgiven, that they're new creations in him, that they're adopted, and that they're given authority because of Jesus. So that's all it takes. Amen. You know, just loving people and letting the Holy Spirit move through you. Amen. That's what it takes. Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to say first, <clears throat> uh, I really appreciate my wife Donna sitting over Amen. here. Amen. That's uh, good. Amen. She keeps me straight. Uh, you sit up here and, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about you, just me right now. He gives you all these words that builds you up, you know, about how great of a guy you are, you know. And then, and then my wife's ready when I get home. She's got her needle ready, you know, just pops the balloon right there, you know. <laughs> Keeps me straight, you know. Because <laughs> of what Deline said, we're all the same, you know. Yeah. Just a little bit, been around here a little longer than the rest. But when I sit down here uh, and I open the Bible, and it's on Psalms 1. And I thought, what an answer to that question of why we do this. This is the answer. And I just want to read it real quick. It says, if I can see it, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf also does not wither in in all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, and nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And that's what it's all about. When I came to the Lord, I was wicked, amen? <laughs> We're all wicked without Christ. And this thing shows the difference. Uh, when you come to Jesus and when you let him become ruler of your life, things start changing and you go from being wicked to being righteous because Jesus takes all of our garbage and he nails it to the cross and then he gives us his life. He gives us his character. He gives us who he is and we become like him. And it's a process. We're always doing it. And we're, that's why I said a while ago, I have to keep my wife around to keep me honest because everybody likes to be praised, amen? <laughs> but you can sure take it to heart in a way that's not healthy. Uh, when I first came to the Lord, uh, I had a first prophecy that anybody ever spoke to me, basically said that uh, I would have uh, a ministry of counseling the people one-on-one -on -one and that people would receive my counsel. And at that time... Uh, uh, king, Buzz, king Budweiser was still my king and not King Jesus. And I thought, this guy must be nuts, you know. But over the years, it's borne out that, that we, you know, I've done that and we do it together right now. But ministering life and health to other people 
And there's nothing more fun to me than watching somebody that uh, it's just like somebody gets saved and if you get to share the gospel with them and accept Jesus, man, you're on cloud nine. You're really lifted up. And it's the same way with ministering to people to help them walk day by day and keep that life on a straight and narrow path and to, and to work with people that are struggling with their walk even after they've come to the Lord and watch God set them free. And we just got to, all we're doing is sit and watch what the Holy Spirit does because she said the key a while ago Without the Holy Spirit, there's two things. Prayer, the Word of God, and making three things in the Holy Spirit. And that's where the answer is every single time for everything in life. That is the answer. You're going to get the Holy Spirit directly speaking to you. You're going to get the Bible speaking to you. One of the two of them. But, but that, that, that's the way, and that's all we do is share Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, the Apostle Paul did such a, does such a good job in many of his letters expressing his heart, uh, just from a, a people perspective, point, just a human point of view. And so I wanted to ask is where, you know, we're, we're looking at some of this stuff and it talks about, you know, talking straight and encouraging people in the faith and just uh, even, even um, saying the hard thing. And so as, as a person... Uh, Deline, would you give us a little insight into, you know, what are, as you're preparing, say, for a meeting, and you know, maybe you've encountered a situation that you need to speak some, some hearts, so what, what goes through your, through your mind and heart as you're thinking about, uh-oh, I, I got to say this and shoot straight here? Help, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Help. You know, the Holy Spirit is so faithful. And so when I meet with somebody that I know that I'm going to have to shoot straight with, and I'm pretty much a straight shooter, <laughs> um, you know, we always pray first. I see some heads shaking. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we always pray first because I need prayer as much as they do. We, you know, this is, there's nothing really special about me except I know that if without the Holy Spirit, I'm gone and I'm, I couldn't do this. So... It's just almost like, it talks about a mother's and a father's heart here. It's just like a good father or a good mother. <clears throat> they wouldn't let their kid run out into the middle of the street to get run over without trying to stop him. And basically, when Keith and I are, are <clears throat> trying to minister to somebody, it's the same thing. We, we see the danger sometimes that others may not. And we're just like, wait, don't run out in the street, please. You're going to get destroyed and you're going to get hurt. And so that's our heart. And it's so amazing because if anybody will just let the Holy Spirit minister to them and that they'll start believing that God wants to change them and God's for them and they get into that word, we get to see miraculous things. And it's not anything that we do. It's because a person opens their heart. The Holy Spirit's already there. Jesus is already there wanting to heal people, wanting to heal marriages, and wanting to set everybody free. And all we have to do is say, yeah, Lord, go ahead. That's it, all we have to do. But we also have this dang free will, which sometimes I think, why didn't you just take that away from me when I got saved, Lord? I don't know if anybody else has ever felt that way. But we just say, uh, no, I want to do my own thing. Uh -uh, I know better than you. It's just like those little toddlers that was read out in that prophecy today where the, prof where the toddlers say, no, I want to run out in the street. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my boss. <laughs> we kind of get that attitude, and we can't have that attitude because the Lord loves you more than anybody in the whole world. 
And he wants you to be free. He wants you to do his will. He wants to love on you. He wants to build you up. He wants to use you. And we don't fight the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's on your side. I just sometimes feel like Keith and I, or, or if I'm just by myself, we're Holy Spirit cheerleaders, and we're cheering you on. Go for it. You can do this. Run that race. Just throw off all the garbage you're packing. Forgive people. Move forward. God wants to use you. You're adopted. You are God's kid, and he's for you. Amen. Amen. When I'm sharing something hard, uh, the uh, concern I have is not sharing something hard because that's part of what you're doing. You know, life is hard sometimes, and you got to deal with issues. But how I, I don't want my attitude or the way I say it or what I'm saying can, uh, can uh, dampen what the Holy Spirit's actually trying to do with somebody. So I, I try to keep myself prayed up in that realm. Lord, you show me. You know their heart. You know exactly where they are. You know, you know where they are in maturity, and you also know where they are in, in, in just their emotions. And so, you know, some people, uh, you can share things, you know, your attitude, or you can share it out of even anger, if you want to say it that way, you know, real passionate about it, and sometimes you're a little light about it, but you're, you're dealing with the issue, and you're trying to listen, I do it that way anyway, trying to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to that person, and deliver it in the way that the Holy Spirit would deliver it, to the best of my ability. Amen. Amen. I hope you guys are hearing that that um, even, even from these two, what the Lord, I mean, the Lord's done an incredible work in these two, if you ever just heard the journey that they've been on in the Lord. But all of this is so that we, you know, there's going to be seasons in our life where we need to hear from other believers and we need to hear even the hard thing from them. My, my prayer is, is that we would remember that taken in love and taken with the understanding that, okay, I'm journeying on, I'm moving forward in Christ, that sometimes those hard conversations and words is, is like medication to our soul, amen? And, and we may not like hearing it, we may not like receiving it, but it, it, at the end of the day, it can lead to, to good health, health for me. I, I did just a follow-up question on, on this. I, I, do you ever wrestle with, I know that uh, you've been in a lot of meetings, many more than, than I have, but, but have you ever wrestled with, you know, like, the fear of rejection, or how, how do you deal with, with um, you know, when somebody doesn't take good counsel and they, they just outright, you know, how, how do you guard your heart and mind when, um, when somebody doesn't take what you have to say or even argue with you about it and then, you know, we're just people. And so I guess I pray a lot. And if the Lord's on me, I will be chasing him down. <laughs> As you guys, some of you know. No, um, God is, is so good. And, you know, I, I'm trying to listen to the Holy Spirit, like he said, the whole time that we're counseling. And we, we pray first. We pray. I pray in the middle. We just, whenever I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to. So there's only so much I can do. Um, so I don't, I don't really get um, worried about if they reject me or not. Because really, they're rejecting God. And that's pretty scary. So, but most of the people, if they're willing to come in and talk, they're, they're open. And so that's really cool. I love that, that they're, they're wanting to try. 
They, they know they need help. And, you know, basically to counsel, all you need to do is to listen. <laughs> a lot of people don't have anybody in this day and age, want everybody to talk to. You know, you're on your dang phone all the time or watching TV or playing games or whatever. And people don't listen to each other very good anymore. So just listening. If you think, well, I can't do this, just listen to somebody and just pray for them. And the Holy Spirit will move through that, and you can just see amazing things. Because we like to talk about us, <laughs> but they need to talk about them. So we need to just hush our mouths <laughs> and listen. That's been a, a good lesson for me, It's just to listen to what they, listen to their hearts. Because that's what the Lord does to us. He listens to our hearts, and he comes and ministers to our hearts because he loves us. Thank you. That's a very, <clears throat> that's a very good uh, thing that you brought up. Listen, listen, listen. We spend more time listening, much more time listening than we do speaking when we're counseling with somebody. And sometimes they do, oh, that's all they want, somebody to listen to them. You don't have to say a word. Just listen to them and encourage them a little bit, and that's all they need because they're not getting in that at home. They're not getting that in their circumstance or whatever. They're, they're having uh, problems with a relationship somewhere. They're not getting people just listen to them. And it really helps them. You can see it in their eyes. And when you just sit there and listen to them talk and listen to them get it out and then just encourage them a little bit. And that's all that's needed sometimes. Now, when you're talking about <clears throat> when somebody doesn't receive what you're doing, I, that's one of my weaknesses. And I have to uh, recognize in my own heart that they're, they're, uh, they're rejecting Jesus, not me per se. Uh, because I don't know about the rest of you people, <clears throat> but I like to be liked, amen? <laughs> and I think we all do. And so when somebody really starts uh, chewing me out, if you want to say it that way, or coming against what I'm saying and, and, put, and putting that pressure on me, i got to recognize that, that I'm, I'm doing the best I can with dealing with the Holy Spirit. If I find that I need a correction, I receive it from them. And sometimes that does happen. i got to say, I'm sorry, you're right. And that was not what I should have been saying. And forgive me. And, uh, and if I'll do that, then I can keep the peace of God in my heart. And that's the whole thing to me. You know, it says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. And the way I can let the peace of God rule is to make sure I'm doing what pleases him. Not necessarily the person I'm talking to or counseling with. I want it to please them. But my issue, my goal is to please the Holy Spirit in my personal life. So if I'm doing that, I can, I can receive rejection through the love of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Is it, as we just wrap up this time, as we look at it, is there anything you feel like the Lord is um, stirring in you that you want to impart in closing? Um, One thing is, as you listen, <laughs> then don't tell anybody else. Just talk to Jesus. It's confidentiality is, is really important. And sometimes we just, we just like to spread things around. You can't do that. Because people have to be able to trust the Christ in you. I mean, it's really important. Gossip has to go down. <laughs> we, we can't do that kind of thing. Because if we really love somebody, and that's the love that God puts in us, we have to keep our mouth shut <laughs> when we need to keep them shut and open them when we're supposed to open them. And that's the one thing. And, you know, Keith and I, in marriage counseling especially, we've seen just a lot of miracles. But 
the ones that, that don't get healed up, there's lots of unforgiveness. So that's one thing I want to say. Be sure to keep forgiveness flowing from you. And that doesn't mean what they did was right. It just means that you can't hold on to it because it'll poison you. That's what the word says. You'll get a bitter spirit. So forgive quickly. And again, that doesn't mean what they, they said is, is true or what they did was right. It just means that you're not carrying it. You're handing over to the Lord. And really, we free up the Holy Spirit to go move in that person and set that person free when we do that. So um, let me see if there's anything else I have written down here. <laughs> um, and the other thing I want to just bring forth is that sometimes... We ignore God's word, we do our own thing, and we get mad at God if it doesn't turn out right. Dang, we can't do that anymore. You know, for, that, that's, uh, we see that over and over again. We just want to do our own thing. We basically just say, uh-uh, I know what the word says, but I'm not doing it. And then we're just ticked at God that it didn't turn out good. Well, come on. We, if we need to read the word. We need to pray. We need to just listen to the Holy Spirit and just let him direct our lives. And then he's got so many amazing things set up for us. Because we're his sons and his daughters. And you're all called and you're all anointed. There's nothing special about us. We just love the Lord and you do too. So just expect God to do mighty things for you. Because that's who you are. You're mighty warriors. You are mighty in God. And we're not mighty in ourselves. Good grief. You know, we were, I was like a top list of sinners but God saved me, and I'm a new creation. So just know that he wants to use you. He wants to fill you up. He wants to just, la- just loose you to just be just people that set others free. What I like about doing this with Delene, you know, every time we have a counseling session together, she thinks she's ministering to them, but she's ministering to me. You know, I walked up, pumped up, man, Jesus is on the throne. I got it made here. <laughs> She's very, very, very good at that. Uh, the whole thing to me is we're just servants, and that's all we're doing. You know, when, you know, I don't like to use these terms, counseling. You know, we're just official counselors. No, we're just servants. We're serving people. We're trying to share Jesus with them, and and all of us are servants. We all serve Jesus. The more we do it, the better we get at it. We stumble sometimes. We fall sometimes, and somebody else has to lift us up but we're just serving each other. And as we are doing that, God is being blessed, and we're all more and more and more becoming like him, which means the peace of God is ruling in our hearts, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for taking some time to share with us this morning. For those of you that have ever spent time with these two, uh, you know just even how quickly that um, they can just jump into your hearts. And just even if, you've, even if you've needed, I just will give you a little, there was a season where I was really wrestling with something, just own issues in my own heart. And um, Pastor Keith, uh, he just right out of the blue one day came and he knew what was going on. And so he, and he has a wide open door to speak into my life. And, and he just said some True words at the right time that caused me to, you're right, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> and I just, if, if you've ever had a, an encouraging, correcting word, and you know the healing that it can bring to your spirit, to your life, uh, to your well-being. And so, you know, 
taking this 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2, as we just kind of journey through the next several chapters, I want to encourage you to take the time to read uh, and then ask the Lord, Lord, what it is that you have for me in this. And, and even as we just had them share this morning, the Apostle Paul does a great job of re- revealing his heart and his affection for the church. And I pray this morning, just as people who are representatives of Christ, um, you heard even their heart for the church, for people of God, for the, uh, and even the willingness to say the hard things at times and to talk to, but also to encourage. And I don't, I don't want you, I don't want you to, to forget that, that we are, were made to be people who are in fellowship, not lone rangers, not to be out on our own, doing our... We, Left to ourselves, we can come up with all kinds of ideas about who we are, who we think we are, and what we believe, but it's untested, unweighed. You don't walk with people. You don't, you don't give the opportunity for people to look and be like, what is that? Who are you right now? You know, whoa. And, and, and in fellowship, not much gets by. You know, people you trust, you, you know, and they're going to spur you on in Christ. And so that's our desire here as we journey through, that we would be able to come away understanding that you are loved. Amen.